Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined by my co-host Tom Walker. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. Yeah, another week. We're fast approaching the end of the season now. Um, We've got a handful of, well, I think pretty much a full fixture list in the Premier League, but spread out over four days to go through. Um, Same with the champ. And then we've also got a couple of FA Cup semi-finals to look at as well this week. Yeah, it's starting starting to thin out, isn't it? League two completed. League one completed. One more week of regular uh, championship fixtures and playoffs and the Premier League wrapping up and a bit of FA Cup and and that's it. And then we go into this weird um, weird off-season, as the uh, North Americans call it. And, uh, and yeah, it's going to be really bizarre when the season starts again and everything, isn't it? Hey, don't forget the Champions League, mate. Champions oh, yeah. League yeah. week or whatever it is. Yeah, Champions League. World Cup, whatever it, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is, but yeah, uh, weird times. Very sad that it's coming to an end, but still time to squeak out a final little bit of profit. I think. Yeah, that's right. So we'll start with the Premier League on Friday. Then it's a big game down at the bottom of the league. It's West Ham against Watford. Uh, I don't know about you, but there's nothing considering the stakes on this game. Both teams are in. Relatively decent form. Uh, Watford have won the last two on the bounce. West Ham emphatically beat Norwich um, in their last game. 16th and 17th, both hovering above the relegation zone by three points at time of recording. Um, I don't know which way this one's going to go. If I had to pick, I'd go straight down the middle, draw it. I don't know about you, but I'm going to avoid, if you had to go for something, draw. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a team in West Ham that have won five of 17 home games and a team in Watford that have won two of 17 away games. Um, so it's, it's it's slim pickings, to be honest with you. Um, I'm completely with you, mate. Uh, I think this would be an entertaining game. And both teams have match winners, don't they? You know, they do. Saar, Yarmolenko, um, all these. Yeah, exactly. Antonio with four goals last week. Incredible. Delafeu. Like it will be an entertaining game. I just have no idea which way it's going to go. Um, the one thing that I've got wrote down here in my notes, Tom, is potentially both teams to score. Uh, it's priced at three to four. I think both sides, especially West Ham, have got alarming issues um, at the back and capable forward-thinking players. So I'm thinking both teams to score might be a good bet um, for Watford. Um, three of the last five have been at both teams to score for West Ham, two of the last five. Yeah. Um, so something to go off there, but probably better games to bet on. Yeah, that's right. Um, it, it's worth saying as well, guys, that we are recording on Wednesday this week. So um, as we record, the Arsenal-Liverpool game is ongoing. And then there's a handful of games as well in the Premier League on Thursday night, uh, which we don't know the result of, obviously. So... If we do say something which is now outdated by the time you listen to this podcast, then we do apologise for tough gig keeping it up to date with the games coming thick and fast every day, isn't it? It is, mate. It is. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. Um, so let's move on to Saturday's game then. There's just the one. Norwich at home to Burnley. Norwich relegated, uh, went down with a whimper, didn't they? Losing 4-0 to West Ham. 
uh, last weekend. Then again, losing to Chelsea in midweek, 1-0, really struggling to score goals. They've lost every single game since they've returned from the coronavirus break. Um, I see no reason why that would change this weekend against the Burnley side who, you know, mathematically are in with a, a, a very, very outside chance of European football. But unlikely they're going to get it. Despite that, they're not one of, the, one of those teams that are going to go on the beach, as we like to say. Um, they're going to keep pushing for every single point available. Um, and I think they'll get another three points away at Norwich, already relegated, already demotivated. Five to four is a price for Burnley. I think it's a very good price. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you could go for anything other than Burnley. Um, you know, am I 100 million percent sure that Burnley are going to win? No, because, you know, Burnley are, are not one of the top sides in the in the division, but Norwich have lost nine in a row. How can you go for anything other than a other than a Burnley win? Um, so yeah, yeah. And considering they're priced at five to four, Burnley, I don't think that's too bad actually. Yeah. Um, to say they're away at a team that's already relegated, lost nine in a row, and like you said, Tom, Burnley are sat in a lovely little ninth position at the time of yeah. recording. So yeah, it's a lovely, yeah, it's a nice price. Yeah, it's a good little price. That yeah. Move to Sunday then. We've got two games. Bournemouth, Southampton, Tottenham, Leicester. Um, anything you want to look at in Bournemouth, Southampton? Bournemouth got that much-needed 4-1 win against Leicester um, earlier in the week. It puts them, as we speak, three points away from safety. Uh, they, come up, they come up against the Southampton side, who we've seen beat Manchester City in recent weeks draw with Manchester United in recent weeks. So despite the fact they're comfortably a mid-table with nothing to play for, they're still giving it everything they've got. Again, another team that's not going on the beach, um, really putting in performances week in, week out. I think this is going to be a very tough game for Bournemouth. Um, they're 6-5 to five, Bournemouth for the win. I think that's way too short. Give me that 2-1 to one on Southampton all day, every day. Um, said numerous times on this podcast how much of a fan I am of Southampton away from home and you actually I mean this is all a little bit screwed up because of coronavirus so I'll, I'll break it down for you uh, technically if you want to make the stats sound as good as possible you have to go back to the 29th of February for their last away defeat now because of coronavirus that's actually only five games ago <laughs> <laughs> but um, in those five games, Tom, you kind of took it away from me a little bit there. Um, United away, stole a point. Everton away, tough place to go. Draw, beat Watford away. They were in decent form. They beat Norwich away. Okay, that was the first game back from coronavirus. And, you know, they, they absolutely breezed them. I'm a massive fan. I think everything's going to be on Bournemouth here. All the pressure's going to be on them. It's not going to be easy for Southampton, but I'm looking at them at the Saints at two to one, and I'm I'm licking my lips, Tom. Yeah, uh, you're spot on. Um, Hassan Huttle has not got them on the beach at all, even though they're in twelfth, which is the definition pretty much of of mid table almost. And uh, and yeah, I, I think Bournemouth with all the pressure on, they could struggle. Um, so I'm going to go for Southampton two to one. Yeah. And, for me, it's probably the Premier League price of the weekend. Yeah. 
it is a good price. You've made a good argument. Um, if you do want a bit more of a safety net, the double chance is still a good price. It's 8 to 13. So that's Southampton to either win or draw. But yeah, reiterating, Bournemouth way too short at 6 to 5. The only reason they're, they're those odds is because, you know, they kind of need to win. It's not based on how good yeah. the teams involved are at all. No, no, it's purely because for Bournemouth, it's almost do or die, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, final thing I'll add. I was hoping for a better price on this, uh, but I think this game will be over 2.5 goals as well. Uh, 8 to 11 for that. Um, I was hoping for a bit better of, bit better of a price, yeah. but still think it will happen nevertheless. Yeah, OK. Um, next then, Tottenham Leicester. Spurs 5 to 4 for the win. The draw, 23 to 10. Leicester, 11 to 5. And, you know, this... Prediction I've made, Leicester to not finish in the top four, made weeks and weeks ago. It's looking good, right? You know, fourth place yeah. now, 59 points, uh, level with Manchester United, three ahead of Wolves, four ahead of Spurs, who they play in this game. Um, it's looking very, very precarious for uh, Brendan Rodgers' side at the moment, isn't it? Yep, 100%. You called it, Tom. I, I was on board, but I wasn't as on board as you were, um, and I, I have to take my hat off to you, mate. You called it. Uh, they look like they're going to slip into the Europa League, which before the start of the season would have been a good season. They'd, they'd have taken that, but they've been in a driving seat for a Champions League spot for so long. But, yeah, um, it feels like the vultures are circling. Um, tough game, this one. Uh, long term, I think anyone that's listened to this pod knows how much I... I cannot stand Jose Mourinho, and I think that he is basically a bad smell around <laughs> every club he goes to. And, and long term wise, this is going to end in a huge car crash. And I'd be amazed if anyone disagreed with me. Uh, but recently, you can't argue with purely results. So um, apart from that Sheffield United defeat, you know they haven't actually they've lost one in six games, including away wins at Newcastle, beat Arsenal, their big rivals, drew away at Bournemouth, not good, but didn't get beat, um, beat Everton, uh, they beat West Ham, and obviously before that, if you want to go back to uh, the first game after lockdown, a home draw against United as well. Can't really argue too much, it's not perfect, but Tottenham are probably doing a bit better in the last six games than I'm than I have in my mind. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm probably going to lean towards Tottenham, you know, and five to four, that's quite a good price, I think. Yeah, me too. I completely agree. I'll definitely be going with Tottenham. Um, like you say, I think they're on a better run of form than we've probably given them credit for um, these last few weeks, contrasting greatly with Leicester, who are in really poor form at the moment. So yeah, especially this being at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, uh, I definitely think Spurs can continue their momentum and yeah, Leicester going completely the other way. So there for the taking. Um, the yeah, point. and and do you know what? I think we're guilty of it. I mean, I'm not saying we're the media at all. We're just two fans, basically. But the actual media, I think any poor Tottenham defeat is just pure media meltdown with Mourinho. And we all get kind of sucked into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you take a step back and have a look, they're actually doing okay. Yeah, yeah, completely. Right, Monday then. Uh, three games to box off the Premier League with. Brighton against Newcastle is the first at six o'clock. Anything you like there for me? Yeah. 
both teams safe, both teams nothing to play for. It's either going to be one of those games which is, you know, a real damp squib or it's going to be, let's go for it. And it's going to be wildly entertaining. Um, it's going to be the first one. <laughs> I have I have one one plan for this game, and that's the time my dinner for six o'clock, so I don't have to bloody watch it. <laughs> that's that's the one thing I'm going to do. Um, have no idea what to tip the profit chasers um, at all. Okay, uh, Sheffield United Everton then also at six o'clock. So if you like the look of this game, you might want to. You know, delay your dinner a bit longer. <laughs> um, again, if I had to side with one of the sides, um, it would be Sheffield United. I remember a few weeks ago you called them the second worst team in the Premier League after the coronavirus break, aside from yeah. Norwich. Um, I yeah. think Chris Wilde has pinned that on the dressing room wall. Um <laughs> And they've used that as some ammo and fuel to uh, really turn themselves around the last four games. They've won three of them, drawn the other one. Absolutely battered Chelsea, didn't they? 3-0. Fantastic yeah. result. Beat Wolves as well at home, 1-0. Um, and also beat Tottenham 3-1 um, as well. So their three games recently at uh, Bramall Lane have been three wins against really good sides in this division. Um Certainly capable of another one against an Everton side who are struggling at the moment, lost to Wolves away, lost to Spurs away, uh, drew to Southampton, managed to scrape a 1-0 against Norwich away. So that's not a great result really on the face of it. Um, and they're a team that seems to be in a little bit of a crisis at the moment. Um, is it Seamus Coleman came out, didn't he, post-match? Uh, after their defeat against Wolves and say it's not good enough. The players need to stop hiding behind managers, need to stand up uh, and take accountability for their own performances. So it just seems like things aren't quite going right in the Everton camp at the moment. Um, and their season's really just petering out. So Sheffield United at 6-5 to five can certainly take advantage of that. That's what I'd be going for on the nose, Sheffield United, if anything. Totally agree. Um, I stand by that Sheffield United were the second worst team yeah, they were. in the league. It's fair, they were. The, <laughs> the, the three performances against Villa, Newcastle and United were nothing short of pathetic for, for their standards. But yeah, you're, you're spot on. They've turned it round and some. Um, and yeah, I'm with Seamus Coleman. Like, this group of players costs a lot of money <laughs> at Everton. They've gone through a lot of managers, um, you know, in the... In the time that the um, that the new owners have, have taken over, they've tried a few directions. It's not working. I don't like the Everton squad when I look at it. Um, there's a lot of work to do for Ancelotti. They cannot get a better person at the helm. Um, so you know, it's a, it's a big job for him and a big, a crucial summer or what are we calling the kind of break it's more like, an, still autumn, it's more like an autumn transfer window isn't it september yeah. october <laughs> i'm just programmed for 30 years i've been calling it a yeah. uh, a summer but yeah anyway uh, whenever the break is between seasons big job for uh, ancelotti and yeah not fancy in everton at all really at the moment happy to take sheffield united at six or five cool uh one final game then to round us off wolves palace Wolves one to two, draw eleven to four. Palace thirteen to two. Palace with five consecutive losses. Uh, Wolves 
chasing the Europa League places. They're in sixth at the moment. One to two, they should win. Uh, Palace are in very poor form. One to two is a bit tight though, isn't it? I, th- I think the price for Sheffield United, for example, is much, much better value than the price that we're, get- we're going to get here for Wolves. Yeah, of course. Um, Rumours and a few little complaints on Twitter about Lloyd the Boy. Um, a lot of people saying that he's done a great job, but it's time for a refresh. Um, careful what you wish for, I think, is the is the uh, yeah. is the message that I would deliver there. Um, I seem to remember Stoke being pretty unhappy um, with Tony Pulis, and I seem to remember Bolton being pretty unhappy with Sam Allardyce and Charlton being unhappy with Alan Kervishley. And, uh, yeah, the three of them aren't doing too well right now. But this moment in time for this game, yeah, Wolves overwhelming favourites. I wish they weren't one to two, um, but I can completely understand why they are. They're going to win this very, very easily, I think. Okay. Um, Championship then. Do you want to get us kicked off? There's mainly games on on Saturday at three o'clock. Anything that takes your fancy? Yeah. Uh, Well, let's talk about... Oh, yeah. (laughs) What are you... What are you... Oh, yeah, Rin. Because you're like... There's real enthusiasm behind that, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, so obviously we're recording this on a Wednesday. We'll probably get it out Friday morning. By that time, Leeds could be pretty much promoted, I think. Um, they play Barnsley at home on Thursday. Uh, if they win that, they'll go to 87 and Brentford will be on 81. So barring, you know, two, two defeats in the last two games, Brentford two wins in the last two games, uh, which is possible. Um, Leeds will be promoted. I just wanted to to talk about that because that will probably have a bearing on a couple of these games. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just absolutely. wanted to get that out there. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Brentford. So, little stat for you, Tom, uh, yeah. that I saw on Twitter. Since Michael O'Neill has come into Stoke, the top six right now, as at the time of recording, is Leeds, West Brom, Brentford, Fulham, Nottingham Forest, and Cardiff. Stoke in the Michael O'Neill League table would actually be seventh. Really? They have taken the most amount of points of any team outside the top six since Michael O'Neill was appointed. Doesn't feel like it because occasionally they throw in an absolute pig's ear, um, but that was from a reliable source. So this comes with a tiny bit of caution, uh, but Brentford, 7-10, to 10, how can you not want to bet on Brentford at the moment? They are the form team in the league right now, and they're fully, fully uh, juggernauting towards the automatic spots. And if they don't make that, then they're going to be the gigantic favourites in the playoffs. They are. Um, haven't lost any of the last nine games. As I said, Stoke occasionally throw in a bit of a wobbly one. Um, but overall, they've been really, really good under Michael O'Neill. And yeah. look like they're on their way to safety. Brentford, 7-10. to 10. That's my tip. Yeah, cool. I, I do agree with that. I think Brentford will win this weekend. 
Uh, I also can't believe that Stoke have got the seventh best record since Michael O'Neill took over. That is bloody hard to believe. Wild. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's one more really that I like amongst all the Saturday Championship games. Um, it's pretty tough picking, if I'm honest. Swansea at home to Bristol City. Um, I'm going to go with Swansea. They're at evens. It's not the strongest tip of the weekend by far, but it's purely based on the fact that they need to win this game, really, if they want to have a chance of getting in the playoffs. And they're three points outside at the moment. Same goal difference as Cardiff, considering that Bristol City don't really have much to play for. I don't really know what else to say on this one, apart from the fact that Swansea really need the win. Bristol City's season is just going to end up kind of mid-table. 10th to 12th. Um, yeah, Swansea evens for me. But as I say, definitely not the strongest tip of the weekend. No, but I uh, completely get where you're coming from. Um, I like the look of Millwall. Millwall on the road um, away at QPR. QPR are the definition of on the beach and eye off the ball. In 16th, um, I thought that as a, um, a, I thought Eze and Bright Samuel would just be going off at the moment and just be ripping teams with no pressure. You know, it doesn't really matter if QPR win or lose, but it's been the complete opposite. They've been awful um, since the return to play. And Millwall in seventh, um, they've got to win. They've got to put this pressure on Cardiff. And it's a very winnable game for them. Obviously, they don't have to travel far, which is very important in the kind of coronavirus um, worlds that we're living in. And yeah, Millwall, they've won three um, three of the last four. And um, QPR have lost three home games in a row. Uh, they look completely derailed. And Millwall are six to five. Um, I think, you know, just for the fact how much it means to Millwall as opposed to QPR, that's a lovely price. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know if there's really anything else that I fancy in the championship. Oh, well, I've got something. Go on, then. I've got something. I want to talk about Hull City. What a joke, um, club. <laughs> a complete joke. Uh, they, it's so bizarre. Like they, they beat Middlesbrough at home. Massive game. Lost 4-2 away at West Brom. Okay, they were kind of in the game. Lost 2-1 away at Bristol City. They were in the game. Lost 1-0 at home to Millwall. Close encounter. Lost 8-0 to Wigan. I couldn't believe it. I took the dog for a walk. I got back and it was 8-0. I literally couldn't believe it. Um, and the amount of fallout and the amount of reaction to that game, and rightfully so, uh, from everybody has been absolutely unbelievable. Luton come into town, haven't lost any of the last four away games. They looked absolutely doomed. Uh, Nathan Jones has come back in and now they're two points off survival. This is a literally the definition of six-pointer. I like the look of Luton, Tom. They're 13-8. to eight. I can't not back someone that's playing against a team that lost 8-0 the week before. No. Don't give me all this wounded animal stuff. I don't want to know. Luton, 13-8 to eight on the road. I'm happy to take that. Uh, I, I cannot do anything else. Yeah. 
certainly at least double chance, Luton or draw, one to two. Yeah, Hull are terrible. Without a clean sheet in 20 consecutive games. Um, <laughs> do, you know, do you remember a few weeks ago when we first recorded the, the podcast after uh, the restart? I was saying I thought throughout the whole coronavirus period that Grant McCann had been sacked as the Hull manager. Do you remember me yeah. saying that? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, it it would have been a lot better for them, I think, if they had have actually sacked him. <laughs> if yeah. that was true, they, you know, they'd probably been in a much better position than they are now. But uh, maybe maybe you had like a crystal ball, yeah. or something. Yeah, because honestly, that they're in a huge mess. Um, the final thing I'll add for the weekend as well. Um, I think Fulham will get a win over Sheffield Wednesday. Fulham, you know, just looking to maintain some form uh, ahead of their inevitable playoff. Campaign haven't lost in the last five. Mitro's back. Sheffield Wednesday uh, won one in the last five. A little bit all at sea. A nil-nil draw at home to Huddersfield is not really something that uh, inspires me with confidence. So yeah, Fulham three to four. I think that's quite a good price as well. Yep. Okay. Uh, right. Let's look at the FA Cup then. We've got two games. One on Saturday is Arsenal against Manchester City. So, for me, uh, the Arsenal-Man City game, I think Man City will win this one. I think there's going to be goals in this game. I think it'll be an entertaining game. The markets that I'm going to tip reflect that. Uh, So, we've got two for me, which is Man City to win and over 2.5 goals. That's the first one. The price, not the best, four to six. And I've also got over 2.5 goals and both teams to score. That's even, so definitely a bit better there. Uh, Man City have got a very good record against Arsenal. They've won seven games in a row. We've had more than 2.5 goals in nine of the last 10 matches. Um, Arsenal without a clean sheet in 13 consecutive games against Man City. And to throw something else out there for everybody. um, Man City have won the first half in the last seven consecutive games. For them to do so again is four to six. So the price, again, not great, but uh, the stats do very much back that up. Nice, Tom. Sounds like you've pretty much mastered this semi-final. Uh, <laughs> the, the one thing that I would add in there is a Man City to win and both teams to score. Obviously, that's in 90 minutes. Uh, that's 8-5. to five. So you get some good value there. Um, I could see Arsenal nicking a goal. You know, uh, City conceded against... Uh, some lesser opposition than Arsenal, i.e. Bournemouth, um, only on the day of recording. So you could see Arsenal sneaking a goal, and that's what I'd like to add to your uh, research, Tom. Cool. All right, well, you can take it away with Manchester United and Chelsea then, the uh, other semi-final. What a boring semi-final lineup, by the way. I hate it when it's like just four of the best teams in the country. I love yeah, it when there's it like boring, a Preston. Or like a Stoke, or I don't know, just someone random in there, just make it a bit more interesting. Yeah. E- even Premier League, even Premier League, like Watford, for example, even though they got absolutely packed off the park in the final, I just like to see small teams get the. Yeah, you know, I completely anyway. agree. Anyway, they, they haven't. It's a top six fest at the uh, tail end of the FA Cup semi final. And United Chelsea, again, Tom, I think this will follow a. Um, this will follow a similar route to the Arsenal-City game. I think both sides are a little top-heavy, I think it's fair to say. Um, 
you know, you look at United and you immediately think of the Greenwood, Martial, Rashford, Pogba, Bruno Fernandes kind of attacking, you know, qualities that they've got. And then you look at Chelsea and you think of the, you know, the Pulisic, uh, Giroud at the moment, I think has got four in his last three. Um, there's so much attacking talent in, on both sides, but neither of them can really defend. Um, so I think we'll get some goals in this one as well. Uh, I think we'll get over 2.5 goals. That's priced at evens. And I think we were obviously saying that we'll get both teams to score as well. Four to five. I'm really not sure who's going to win this game. Uh, I honestly am so torn between the two. I don't think I could pick a result, especially in an FA Cup game when, you know, there's extra time and penalties. I'm really not sure, but I do think it'll be entertaining. And I do think there'll be goals um, on show. Yep. No, I agree with everything you said. Um, I think goals is the way forward for this game, definitely. Um, and just whilst we're recording, just as I was uh, denouncing Arsenal and their chances against Manchester City, <laughs> two on up against Liverpool as uh, as we speak. But um, I think... Live recording for you, Tom. Yeah, I think <laughs> Liverpool have uh, certainly been on the vodka and the rest of the alcohol way too much after their league title win, which is perfectly understandable. But uh, yeah, not quite the same team, are they, since they've won the title? No, it's not like... Um, do you remember when Man City won the league a couple of years ago and then they just went on and broke 100 points? Yeah, and they yeah. Just, it was like nothing ever happened. Yeah. This is not that. Yeah, they've, they've won it and got pissed every night. Yeah, they have. They are <laughs> but yeah, uh, that wraps up the tips. Uh, obviously, League One and League Two is finito. So let's talk about last week's bombproof treble. Yeah, agonising, wasn't it? Oh, bloody Harry Kane! Oh my God! Of all the players, Mister North London Derby. So let's uh, recap this properly, and we'll talk about Harry Kane uh, during the proper recap. <laughs> so you yeah. take it away with uh, the first game of the treble. Yeah, so we had Leeds to win away at Swansea. Uh, they had to wait till the 90th minute, but they got it done. They won 1-0. We also had uh, one of the bankers that we felt of the weekend, Brentford and Derby to be over 2.5 goals. It was uh, Brentford won the game 3-1. Yeah, and then Tom, as you just mentioned, we had the Harry Kane any time against Arsenal. We uh, threw in a little bit of a... Uh, of a different bet into our treble and it so nearly worked so nearly yeah um this is the guy who i remember saying on the podcast i think 10 of the last 11 north london derbies nine of the last 11 north north london derbies whatever the stat is it's ridiculous um he's scored he had chances to score good chances as well um but couldn't make it count so unfortunately um Lost as a bomb-proof treble, which is a shame. It is. I saw that Paddy Power were running a market when you could bet on the uh, like the minute slot that Harry Kane would get a penalty and score. Yeah. So they were that convinced it was going to happen as well. But yeah. that's football for you. Nothing's ever that straightforward. And unfortunately, it bit us in the bum. But this week, we have some new trebles for you. Um, if you are new to the show... Uh, this is the part that we call the bomb-proof trebles. We put all of our insight, tip, uh, sorry, insight, knowledge, research, 
whatever you want to call it, into a treble that we will be back in with £10 stakes of our own money. Um, we only want you, however, to bet what you can afford to lose on these trebles. And the idea is we all bet on the same thing. We all bash the bookies together and we all revel in the profit. Um, just as it's been since the um, return to play, I think is the kind of unofficial term, uh, we're going to do a joint treble because there's not that many games left. For this week's Barnfruit treble, we are going to go with um, Burnley to beat Norwich away. They're priced at 5-4. to four. We're also going to go with Brentford to win away at Stoke, 7-10. to 10. And then hopefully we roll into the Monday game um, between Wolves and Palace, needing a Wolves win. Uh, we've gone for the old gold at one to two. Yeah. So I believe, Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, two legs of this on the Saturday and one on the Monday, correct? Correct. Correct. Cool. And then, Tom, £10 on, what will that return us? 57 quid. On the nose? 57.37 if we're counting the pennies. Mate, count the pennies and the pounds will take care of themselves. Oh, E3. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, fingers crossed that all um, rolls in. Uh, fantasy football. I want to talk about fantasy football. It's getting very close to the end now. Yeah, so we'll have a quick look at fantasy football then. So, as we speak, um, it's still... Edward Redoux, who is top of the league, uh, 2,243 2, points. He's 41 ahead of Callum's Conquerors, Callum Hodgart, in second place. Um, to run down the rest of the top 10, you've got Charlie Donnelly in third, Callum Nags, Sean McCarthy, David Arias, Chris Hindle, Magic K, Mark Johnston, and Howard R. Um, a lot of the same names that have been in the top 10 for a good kind of six yeah. months now, I feel. Yeah, I think it's uh, any of the top four, I think, um, it's between, isn't yeah. it? It doesn't take that much. You know, it just takes a Mikel Antonio four-goal week to kind of turn things around. But uh, Edward Radu has, has been top for a long, long time. So yeah, be nice to see him win it, but equally happy for anyone that does win it. Only a couple of weeks left and a £20 free bet on the line. Yep. Um, we need to say thank you, Tom. We do. We do. Our Twitter account finally got over the 1,000 followers mark. So we want to say a big thank you to everybody that has followed the account. We managed to, to grow it from zero, and it's, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling that you guys enjoy some of the content and comments and stuff like that we throw out. We are working on a giveaway. Um, I got called back to my regular work, so I had to kind of focus on the real world for a little bit. Um, but I am hopefully world. going to uh, I'm hopefully going to figure out a giveaway for everyone to do. Um, so yeah, we'll celebrate the thousand followers in that way. Um, if you want to be part of the giveaway and you want to join the uh, join the conversation. Follow us on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast, uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And if you have any questions, uh, suggestions, inquiries, please feel free to email us at football betting podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. And if you have enjoyed the show, won any money off any of the tips, 
Uh, we'd really appreciate it if you could rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, 100%. So uh, I think that pretty much wraps up uh, this week, Tom. Um, yeah. As you said, game's coming thick and fast. I'll be talking to you very soon, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so enjoy the show, guys. Hopefully you get lucky this weekend. If you do win any bets, either ones you've got from the show or your own ones you're putting on, please do Facebook us in, tweet us in. Um, we really like to see any bets you've got on or winning bet slips. 100%. Yeah, looking forward to it, guys. Take care. See ya.